It's time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hey everybody and welcome. It's Chrissy and Holly from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies and this is episode number six of our new podcast where we talk about everything chicken, family, fun, and more chickens. More chickens. We drink a ton. I'm talking a ton of coffee. But most importantly, we hug our chickens every day. And don't forget to hug your chicken today. We brew coffee from a local coffee house, Coffee Coffee, here in Bel Air, Maryland. What kind of coffee are we brewing today, Holly Ann? Hazelnut. Hazelnut. So yummy. If you were local, head on over. They have the best, most fresh coffee and scones. You won't be disappointed. Trust us. So we're here. It's beginning of January. It's 2021. Yay! I can't, I've never been so happy to see a brand new year in my life. It was a difficult year in a lot of ways. It was a long year. It felt like 2020 did not want to end. Yeah, I mean, personally, we, especially at the end of the year, we had a lot of great opportunities and it was very transformative for us, but we do want to acknowledge that for a lot of people, it was a very difficult year. Very, very difficult. And but hey, we can spring into everything. It's 2021. We're ready for a new start, a new year. It's fresh. We want to hit it running. We That's have our resolutions. Sure. Oh, yeah. We all know we shared those <laughs> last week. Um, so you'll hear me laughing a lot in this episode. Ha ha ha. I got to get my 100 laughs in a day. Okay. Are you drinking water with that coffee? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm serious about the water. <laughs> so before we go into our breed spotlight, we want to just take a minute to tell you about Iowa Blue Farm. It's a woman-owned, family-run, all-natural chicken tree company in the Midwest. And you know we love to support those woman-owned businesses. We are all about women empowerment, that's for sure. They make 100% American oven-dried black soldier fly rubs for all different kinds of poultry. So if you have chickens like we do, or ducks, or turkeys, or geese, these are the treats for you. They are. They're fantastic. As our winter layers begin laying again, these are a great source of concentrated protein and calcium. Because we want those shells to be nice and hard on those eggs. And with the winter, there's less light, but our winter layers are starting. My bar rocks are laying. So I give them these grubs every day. The girls come running for the blue bag as soon as they see it. That's what we keep saying. This blue bag is like totally evident to them. So a nice protein calcium enriched snack is the way to go. So if you would like to give these grubs a try, head on over to iowabluefarm.com. You can buy them right on the website and they're grown with love and shipped with care and always- Always free shipping. Always free shipping. So let's move into our breed spotlight now. So this week we're doing the Cochin. Yay. And the Cochin, and I know that you still are in love with the Cochin Bantams. Yeah. And for me, Cochins go way back. They were one of the first breeds of chickens I ever had. Wow. So I want to say at about 1997, it was right after I graduated with, from college, my sister Marcy and I went to England. We saved up for a trip to England. I remember trip that. Trip to England. I remember mm-hmm. that trip. Yeah. And one of the places we visited was Chatsworth, which is this great big manor. And like a lot of those big, huge manor houses, they had what they called the home farm. Right. And they kept chickens. 
And so, I mean, I knew chickens, you know, growing up in 4-H, I was around chickens. Oh, yeah. But I really wasn't as as breed crazy as I am now. Right. So we saw these big fluffy chickens with feathery feet, and we were just in love with them. That's one thing I do love about the Cochins are the, the, the feathery feet, feet mm-hmm. and legs. Yeah. Somehow I feel like it gives them a little more protection. I don't know what it, it is. It could. You have to watch them in the mud, like freezing in the winter. Oh, yeah. So you try to keep some dry substrate for them if you can. The other thing I heard is it's hard on molting to come yeah. through the legs. Yeah, the, so, my Brahmas too. I'd forgotten actually when the pin feathers start to come through on their legs. It is difficult. So we feed them those Iowa blue grubs and it really helps them. <laughs> it does. So we, once we were home and we found out what this breed was, we bought chicks. We bought Rhode Island Reds, Arcanas, that was my choice, Barn Rocks, and we got Cochins. And right. we got the Cochins straight run. So there were two roosters. One of them was super nice. And one was not. Not so nice. <laughs> he was the first rooster that ever chased me. He chased me across the farm. I jumped in with the llamas to get away from him. And thank God in 97, there weren't the cell phones out to record that. I was like, I was alternately laughing and squealing as I ran away from this rooster. He was gigantic. So yeah, we had a bunch of hens. We had these two roosters. They were gorgeous, feathery, lots of good personality. They are a heavyweight breed. Right. And again, with the tons of feathers and the feathered feet, but they come in a bantam as well. They do, which, you know, I am, that's my, I'm crazy about the coach and bantam. Yes. But the other good thing to realize is with all the feathers, they're a cold, hardy breed. Mm -hmm. They have smaller combs and wattles. So much smaller. Yeah. You're not going to be looking for frostbite nearly as much right and they're they can really they're really cold hardy so yeah that's a good thing plus those feathers on the legs and stuff help keep them a little more warm and they're so cute too yeah so they are considered one of cochins are considered one of the asiatic breeds right so they're believed to come from an area of china around shanghai nice they used to be called cochin chinas or cochin china fowl uh, and they arrived in England sometime around 1843. Queen Victoria started with a pair. And as she grew her flock of cochins, this craze for cochins and Brahmas as well grew into what's now called hen fever. Because everybody wants with the royals. Right. Have. The U.S. and so the U.K. were gripped with this. Even back then. <laughs> it's like, okay, the queen has this type of chicken. I must have it. Right. People were paying... Uh, for that time period, people were paying gigantic amounts of money for these fancy breeds, especially the, these two Asiatics. And that same period of time also saw the origins of the modern chicken show. Right, definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, but when you look at the Cochin, they are chicken that is eye-pleasing. So oh, yes. They're bigger, they're fluffy, they kind of are in the same realm of like eye-pleasing, like the Orpington right. that kind of takes on that big fluffy you want to hug them oh, you do want of. to hug them so and th- that goes into their personality they do have the majority of them are sweet personality oh they're wonderful they really are very genial one of our first hens was helga and helga would come and sit in my lap and i just i don't know i think i've been even more in love with chickens ever since then yeah there's nothing better than a lap chicken no. that's for sure but they also have had problems throughout the years yes correct yes with you know, they were so overbred and then they get to the certain point where then the, the numbers aren't there. Right. The numbers started to dwindle. I mean, a hundred years after this huge craze, they were a rare breed. Right. And they are currently on the Livestock Conservancy's recovering list 
along with the Brahma, as people have taken an interest in them again in the last several years. Oh, yeah. They're a popular breed right now. They are. So they've been, they were admitted to the American Poultry Association's Standards of Perfection in 1874, and they have a whole bunch of recognized colors. I mean, a lot of colors. A lot of colors, and they're all gorgeous. I don't think that you can go wrong with any of the colors. Some examples are white, black, silver laced, golden laced. There's so many different so many colors. colors. I think if you name it, it's there. Yeah, there's a, there's a buff. There's a brown. There's barred, just like the barred rocks. There's Colombian, which has that black and white feather pattern like the light Brahmas and the Colombian Wyandots. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then there's the beautiful mottled Cochin. <laughs> That's Chrissy's favorite. Yes. Which is usually a black with a white spangle to it. If anybody listened to our bonus episode. For December bonus episode where we talk about the poultry swap. This is where I went goo goo gaga and almost (laughs) walked away with this chicken until the lady told me it was hers. Right. It had already been sold. It was very disappointing. But then then I basically said, I need this little chicken and you know like with the bantam i was like i can fit more into my (laughs) right well i mean that is a consideration because let me tell you they can be big chickens oh they are a big breed so and and like i have so many orpingtons those are super big so a little chicken might be refreshing sure to come in there's something about the bantams though like you can't you can barely see their legs they just look like this little fluff walking but the Cochin does have that reputation of being a great chicken to have if you have children. Right. If you want, you know, your chicken is, you know, part of your family. And I would still watch them around a rooster as I would watch any oh, rooster around a kid. Any rooster, yeah. definitely. They they do have a really good reputation. They lay a brown egg. They do. And, you know, like I said, there's good things. Cold hardy. Yeah. But then that's the other side. So if you're in a part of the country or the world that's really warm... You're going to have to make special provisions for them, like we've talked about before. Fans, like fans right. and different things, and spritzers and different Electrolytes things. Electrolytes like in the water, all right. of those things. So with every type of chicken. And Cochin is pretty popular, so if you're interested in this chicken, you can search up probably a lot of groups to be a part Oh, absolutely. Of. Facebook groups, different groups that the Cochin's out there. Right, for both the Standard and the Bantam. And the Bantam in some part of the world, some parts of the world is called a Pekin. Oh, that's instead so, of a yeah. bantam coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good thing to know too. And so if you're out there and you want to put some put something into these chickens, they're out there definitely. You often see coachings mentioned because of their broodiness. So they go broody very easily. And in fact, a lot of people who breed ducks and turkeys will keep coaching hens because they will go broody and they will hatch those hatch eggs for them. them. Mm-hmm. To me, that's good and bad. Like, a broody hen is good and bad. So if you, sure. you want to tell the hen, there's no male. <laughs> <laughs> you can come out of the box. But you can't. Uh, apparently, you can slip Dale chicks under a broody hen. Yeah. I've always wanted to try it. Me too. But, and you know, and when we got the chicks this spring with Pearl, she was very interested. I mean, we went in and we had... We had the brooder there, right? And we had it covered, and we come out five minutes later, and she's on top looking at them. Really? Yeah, like, and you know, they were a day old, and she's not a broody hen. Yeah, she was an Americana, right? So you know, she was, she just wasn't. But uh-huh. then when she jumped in with them, 
Oh, that's she cute. Wanted, and then she never went after him. She was like, she took him under her wing, like right then and there. Okay. And usually you can't do that. Right. It's this chicken is known to do that. So. Yeah. There, uh, there are also winter layers, so you you will get them to start laying early, earlier than a and lot of breeds. Better than a winter layer. But they don't lay a ton of eggs, like the Orpingtons, that are maybe two or three a week. Right. But if you're looking for a super sweet really beautiful backyard chicken they're not a bad choice no they're beautiful so they're good for pictures this is the things i look for too they're great with kids <laughs> <laughs> they'll follow you for treats they love their they're gonna want to be lap with you. chickens yeah i mean if you're looking for a companion chicken this is a good chicken to look into yes plus one that's very pretty right. and you know one that i may be searching for I did. <laughs> I have seen it mentioned that the feathery feet don't tear up gardens as much. I can see that. Uh, no. Really? Oh, the, the Cochins and the Brahmas, they scratch everything up the same as all the other they're, breeds. They're so. all like... <laughs> they're not quite the mad foragers as some breeds are. You can but, really see the difference. Although yeah. most of the breeds, that all, a lot of the breeds that I have are foragers. Right, right. And the only one that isn't are the Morans. Uh-huh. They're not into digging and getting the bugs. Okay. They want to come out and walk around and just be like, okay, I'm here. The other ones are digging, digging, digging. Right. So you can see it's inbred whether or not they want to forage or Right. Not. Super good foragers or not. Yeah. They just didn't, they didn't adapt with that need. No. In the case of the Cochins, they were popular show chickens. So they were probably fed good. They you know, had no purpose to they didn't go out need there to go out there right a bug in the grass They're right like, are you kidding me exactly you don't have a spoon to feed me right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't right. think so well that kind of takes us into our main topic because feeding your chickens treats our right. main topic this week is chicken treats and winter nutrition <laughs> we don't need a mixer we don't need a mixer, right? Chicken treats and winter nutrition for healthy chickens and good winter eggs. Yes. Because your chickens are what they eat. Definitely. That's one thing that you learn the first, when, as soon as you get chickens is you're eating what they're eating. That's true. Because their eggs are what they're eating. Right. So and people will say like, hey, if you want your chicken, your eggs to have a little garlicky taste, that's another good thing is to put some cloves of garlic in the water. I've never... No I, I've done garlic, and uh, sometimes I'll chop up garlic and put it out with yeah. the treats, but I've never noticed a garlicky taste. I would not be... I would not mind that, Yeah, but I've never noticed it. Um, friends and neighbors who I give eggs to say that the eggs have like a really different, really good taste than other eggs. So you like you they are what they eat. That's for right, sure. Right. Right. So the other thing, like that's what we wanted to say is growing these things, greens, especially in the winter, when you don't have the grass is dead. Right. They don't have access to a lot of green in the winter. They don't. So growing sprouts is something that we wanted to mention. Yeah. I have personally done this. Yes, I do it. Too. I do it a lot. Yeah, and it's so easy. I mean, you can go to sprouts or any kind of organic market most right. of them and get the seeds for the sprouts right then and there and it's so easy just to grow them and just water them every day right one of my favorite suppliers is online it's sprout people okay but starting last year because of covid there was a huge run on seeds 
It used to be you could order from Sprout people and have your things in a week or so. Right. Now sometimes it's a couple of months before they can fill your order. Everyone's like, if food goes out, we will have Sprouts. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but their seeds are really high quality. You get all, all, almost all of them sprout and germinate. Um, and they even have a bird mix. Which is nice. It's really nice, yeah. So I sprout that, so, take I mean, that out to the girls. And then you could even tell everybody, hey, I eat sprouts. You really don't, but you're eating them through your eggs. So. <laughs> I suppose that's true. If you don't like sprouts. Right. I love sprouts all the time. And I, I grow them. You can grow them for your own sandwiches. Oh, yeah. I do that, too. Yeah. I definitely split them between me and the chickens. And the dogs love them, too, which is really funny. What's funny is to go out the first time of the winter season after you've grown them. And they look at them like they forgot them from last year. Yes. And they're like, what do you expect us to do? It with takes this? a few minutes. Some of my big eaters will dive right in, but the other ones are like, that is from Mars and I'm not eating that. Because I don't even take them out of the pan. So I go to the dollar store basically uh-huh. and buy the reusable, I mean, the, the, the reusable, the throwaway foil pan. Oh, the pie pans. Yeah. Yeah. And basically just put the seeds in and then poke holes and uh-huh. use two of them. And yeah. Then, and then they grow up through. That's perfect. I actually have sprouters, but if I'm doing a whole lot, I'll probably start that method. It's it's, it's a good cost-effective way to... It to, is. Yeah. I mean, because you get like two to four. I use a smaller one. Right. For a buck. Yeah. And then basically you just grow it up and then you take the pan out to them. And at first they look at you. Right. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. And, you, and then you're like, no, you need to eat. <laughs> and then they're gone within five minutes. They're like, oh, yeah, we want to gobble us. it down. So there have been, back to you are what you eat and your chicken's nutrition, there have been studies starting in the 1970s and onwards that prove over and over again that eggs from naturally raised pastured chickens are significantly higher in nutrients than eggs from caged hens. And lower in cholesterol. Exactly. In 2007, I remember reading this um, because I have subscribed to Mother Earth News for a long time. Uh, Mother Earth News did their own study in 2007 and they found that pastured chicken eggs contained a lot more folate and omega-3s and a lot less cholesterol and saturated fat. Because they're getting what's from the earth, which is 100% natural versus being fed something that isn't. And they're exercising and they're happy and healthy and they're engaging in natural chicken behaviors. But it goes way back to saying a long time ago, we won't say when we were kids, but when we were kids. When we were kids. And eggs were, you were told that eggs were healthy for you. Right. You can only eat one egg a week. Yeah. Come on now. Right. We so, ate them anyway because my mom is always been a big always believer. Had more, <laughs> we had them for dinner. We had them for, you know, Absolutely. We had them all the time. Eggs all the time. And then now, as we've gone through time and they're doing all these studies, it's like, okay, you are what you eat. So the chicken, a natural chicken egg that is, is in your backyard is foraging in the grass and you're giving, you know, really good feed. It's lower in cholesterol, higher in nutrients, higher in antioxidants, all these things that are good for you. Right. So we want to give them all the healthy stuff. Absolutely. So many people, resolutions we talked about before, being healthier. Being healthier can start with chickens. It's easy. It's really a beautiful relationship when you think about it. We take care of them. We protect them. We provide them with the chance to act like regular chickens. And we provide them with high quality nutrients. And they present us with eggs. Right. Perfect pet. It really (laughs) They absolutely are. I don't even call them pets. They're my feathered babies. If anybody's ever seen our post out, I refer to them as feathered babies. If you see the feathered babies, you know that's a Chrissy post. (laughs) 
<laughs> they are. So, But I love my chickens just as much. Oh, yeah. So if you're out there, I mean, so those are the types of things that just to kind of pay attention to when you're, you know, giving them treats. Sometimes if you're reading about sprouting greens for your chickens, you, you see fodder mentioned. Yes, I've and, done that too. Yeah, just as an aside, fodder is sprouts. Fodder are sprouts that They're are... sprouts. Right, they've grown longer than three inches. Yes. A lot of times you can get barley seed yes. from your local farm supply store, um, and it's pretty inexpensive. It sprouts really well. I don't usually... I always use the fodder for my... Um, my woolly creatures. I never gave the fodder to the chickens because I'm just afraid that that long in the crop. Yeah, exactly. I don't let them go past maybe close to three inches. If you leave them in the dish, though, if you leave them as a root mat in the dish, right. it could be that the chickens are just tearing bits off and not gobbling down the whole they're thing. They're probably not because I just leave them in that baking dish yeah. and they're just taking the top. Then they're they're taking bites. Right. They're so pulling it apart. That's probably that's, a good idea. That's like with snacks. Like when you're using the things that we've all found, like I don't give cucumber skins anymore because I find that they're too long. And uh-huh. you have to, if you, you can give a cucumber with the skin on it, it and then they're taking bites. Right. But if you peel a cucumber, that can get into the crop. So okay. just being aware of the snacks that we're giving them right. and just being healthy with those types of things. Microgreens. Yep. That's what I was about to mention too. Microgreens are another great option. I started growing them. This was my COVID reaction. I set up a big window, front window garden in my art studio right. with giant flats with seed starter and, and we grew the microgreens. And I have to tell you, in the frigid days of February, to go in there and have these flats of fresh greens, we were eating them, the chickens were eating them. It was fantastic. Yeah, it makes you feel a lot better to have uh, something natural. And usually if you're in a window, you're going to get that sunlight through. Exactly. It's it's enough to help it grow through. Yes. The other thing that we always mention is the soldier fly grubs. Right. Which Iowa Blue Farms, they do an excellent job with these, but they are another good, healthy snack that you can give your birds to have high protein, high calcium, in the winter, because there's less sun, right, and they need those hours of daylight. But the winter layers, they do it without the extra hours. It's true. So yeah. these snacks are really important. I've actually switched completely to using soldier fly grubs and not mealworms because the mealworms have the calcium. I'm sorry, the mealworms have the protein, but they don't have anywhere near as much calcium as the soldier fly grubs have. Exactly. So that's why we've done the same thing. We've switched completely over. Pumpkins are also a good, if you can find them. Right. Now, we had so many pumpkins in the fall, and they kind of act as a natural dewormer. You can kind of give them. I've heard that. It's the seeds. Right. I've heard that. Yeah. And I wouldn't rely... If you have a... If you have an actual outbreak oh yeah parasite. don't rely on that don't rely on that but i think it can be a good deterrent a oh, good preventative yeah. so you can cut your pumpkin in fourths or whatever uh-huh. and if it has a natural kind of way about it it can help prevent it can help lighten the load but it's not going to take it away completely. right if you actually have a parasite outbreak a serious parasite outbreak in your flock you need to deworm and let's just put that out there everyone has had it absolutely and it's a normal right thing. <laughs> the parasites are in the soil wild birds carry them yes and if your chickens are eating any if they're free ranging in the grass or any place else 
you're gonna get hit with eventually you're gonna get some parasites yeah and it's completely natural you just deal with it when it right. comes but the pumpkins are good the pumpkins make we were just talking about cochins and pumpkins make me laugh because with all of my chickens now i have to cut a pumpkin open and put it out when we had the cochins we could put a whole pumpkin out there and the cochins would peck giant holes in it really yes they devoured pumpkins now right now my chickens are so spoiled they're like is that cut in eggs? <laughs> Is it sliced? Right. Mom, you know we need these sliced just right before we'll eat them. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. We thought it was cantaloupe. We're not eating it. They go wild over cantaloupe. So that's the other thing to remember with keeping treats healthy. Anything that is not good for you is not going to be good for your chicken. Right. One of the key things to remember is snack-wise, salty snacks are not good for them. Right. Natural fats, things like sunflower seeds. Yeah. And again, I like to just get the sunflower seed. The meats. Everything you're going to get like that needs to be raw. Right. Raw. You don't want. You don't want the fat or salt if it's been roasted. Right. So anything that you're going to get. So I like to give them actual like pumpkin seed out of the shell. Sure. And funniest story is we go over to Sprouts and Joe's like, oh, what are we getting? And I'm like, pumpkin seed. He's like, oh, okay. And he gets up to the cash register like $15 for like two pounds. <laughs> and then he's like, you are not going to tell me that these are for these chickens. Oh, I'm yes, like, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, yeah, my chickens get the best. So, you know, <laughs> they have to be raw and unroasted. Right. You know, and it's just like with Grace and my African gray parrot, he gets peanuts as a snack. Sure. But we have to make sure that they're raw and unroasted and unsalted. Unsalted, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So those are the types of things that we can keep them healthier. I've also slipped the girls some dried cricket treats. I have not done that. And they they really devour them. They love them. So right when it starts to get dark, I only know this because one night I had to go back to the run. And I, we kind of had like, um, I was just double checking something. And inside my run were a million crickets. Really? Yes, but it was just dark. Uh-huh. And I always see them in the corners at dusk. Okay. And I think they're eating the crickets. I don't know where these crickets come from. I don't know. My place is like Cricket City. You can't walk through the grass without a million crickets jumping out. That's why Drew loved your place. Yeah, she was the, oh, she had the best time hunting crickets, and my Swedish flowers lose their minds over the crickets. I remember when we pulled out, we pulled her out, and she, the first, I mean, she, <laughs> we sat there and talked for 20 minutes, and she must have had 100 crickets that day. Yeah. She was just like catching them. Like, in the grass, catching crickets like crazy. So if you can find the dry ones in winter, they're a nice little snack to slip the girls. Oh, that would be a good idea. Should we move on, you think? I think we can. Okay, so this is our cracking the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking the eggs. Okay. So in keeping with our theme of healthier. Healthier and you're in winter. Yeah. So this you is, kind of want comfort too. Right. So this is a, a veggie dish. It's it's super delicious. It is really um, good. You can keep it light. You can keep it as is. But if you're looking to make it a little heartier, you can serve it over polenta. And this is this is what we go for in recipes. Make your own. Yes. A, an outline to a recipe that you can use to be creative. Right. So we're going to do baked eggs with mushrooms and greens. Uh-huh. And it's delicious. It really is delicious. Again, if you want it heartier, you can serve it over pasta or polenta. It can be one pot. If you make it in, say, an iron skillet that can go from stovetop into the oven. If you wanted a little heartier, too, you could add a little cream in it. 
You can. So you can make this. And again, I put the variations in our recipe. You can make this with just stock to keep it super light. Right. You can put a little bit of cream in it to give it that sort of... Fluffier. Uh, right. Creamier, richer taste. Yes. And the dairy-free version is I use oat milk creamer. The oat creamer is really thick and creamy. So I use a little bit of that. You can use that too if you're just looking for a lighter version. You don't want all the cholesterol from the cream. Because we're talking about health here. That's right. So yeah, definitely you could use that. You can use whatever kind of mushrooms you like. You can use white button, anything up to shiitakes or oyster mushrooms. Definitely. So do you want to kind of explain what we do with it a little sure, bit? Sure, sure. So again, you can start with something like something oven proof, like a, an iron skillet or a cast Dutch iron. oven. Yeah. Right, I do it in my cast iron Dutch oven. So a little bit of olive oil, you saute the mushrooms until they've released a lot of their juice. You put the spinach or greens. I really like Swiss chard for this. Oh, yeah. But you feel like you're putting a boatload You do. Of All these. And then they... It happens to me every time. Right? You'll go go with a bag or two, and then they wilt down to a and couple like, of cups. where do they go? <laughs> right. What happened? So you saute them until they wilt, and then you add your stock or your cream or whatever you're using. Right. Your seasonings. And then that's the fun part. You make indentations in it. You crack your eggs in it, yes. and you put it in the oven. And then you just let it bake. You just right let there. it bake. Yeah, yeah. Pop and, it in the I oven mean, that way. It's even if you made it a little heavier, it's still healthy. It still has the protein, the calcium from the eggs, and all that the good greens, fiber. Yeah, the greens are superfoods. Yes, so, the mushrooms too. Yes, so it's still healthy. It could be breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Absolutely. And it's using eggs. If you have winter layers, it's a good way to do them. If not, what do we say? You got to take the walk of shame. But, <laughs> hey. So that is a good one. That's our crack in the eggs. That's yeah. That's our crack in the eggs. We always say this, but seriously, if you make it, send us a picture. Yeah. We would love to see it. We'll actually, even if you make it, you send us a picture, we'll give you a shout out on Instagram. Absolutely. We would love, love, love. So hashtag coffee with the chicken ladies or just tag us at Instagram coffee with the chicken ladies. Yeah. So let's move on to our, should I do another sound? Retail therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Retail therapy. Yay! So, <laughs> so we're doing, this week we're doing Alexa Volk, the Henfluencer. Her stuff is, can I say this, adorbs. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Your girls are going to be like, Mom, did you just say that? It's so, so, so cute. It really is. So the Henfluencer, it's a branding, illustration, and merchandise company. And we absolutely love her designs. And you know what other thing is good about her? You get some freebies on this website. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's worth it to look her up, to look at her stuff. Now, we have looked at some of mostly everything. We have a wish list, right? We always have a wish list. We always have a wish list. But, oh my goodness, that baseball tee, all my friends are hens. That's my absolute favorite thing on the love whole website. It. I love it too. Yeah. It has barred rocks on it. Yeah. It's super cute. I'm going to pretend they're Dominique's, but that's okay. It's not a bad price either. It's like $25. Not bad. There. Not and, bad. And for a chicken tea, you, I mean, really no price is a bad price, but 25 is pretty good. And the egg labels that you can print out, there's freebies. Those are freebies. The colors are beautiful on them. They are. Literally, they're labels that you can put on your egg cartons. And... There's some where you can pick the hair, your own hair color of the girl. I saw that. That's really cute. I need the one with the red hair. So do I. I know. <laughs> I wish your girls were still babies, 
because the the baby onesies that she has on oh here. Oh my god. They're the cutest thing ever. Can you imagine if you had a friend who was having a baby shower? Well, you know, a small baby shower, or you wanted to give her a welcome baby gift, and she had chickens? Maybe all I would give her were onesies with chickens on them. I mean, or just buy the chicken onesie and try to put it on the dog or something. That would be cute. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so cute. There's a chicken on it holding a balloon. Yeah, that's adorable. She also has some scarves on here, which are really pretty. She has cards, lovely cards for different occasions. And iPhone screensavers for free. So, I mean, you go on the website and there's stuff that it's just a it's a lot of stuff to look at. Yeah. It's worth to give her a look. And like I said, she has some really, really cute t-shirts. All my friends are hens. I can't say that's 100%, but... A lot of my friends. But that are really is my favorite item in her store. You can take it different ways, too. Like, all my friends are hens or girls. Right. There you go. <laughs> Girl power. Girl power. Doesn't everyone love hearing my singing? I, I, I really had no idea that you were this enthusiastic about singing. I mean... <laughs> yes, you did. How many times would we be sitting in class and I would be singing something you'd be like... Oh my god, I'm never gonna get away from this. It's like you cracked yourself up, but sometimes I, I think you were, you were <laughs> sometimes I thought you were cracking up more at the look on my face than you were at your own singing. Well, sometimes, yeah. That both of the things make you Well, laugh. I gotta tell you in middle school I was like, My God, she's not doing that again, is she? <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by the time we got to high school, I was like, Yeah, Chrissy's singing it. again. And now the girls are like, Will you please stop making up songs about Mom. everything? I'm like, no, it's my thing. okay okay so we kind of went through everything and we want everybody that's out there to stay warm because we know january if you're in a cold area it's cold it's cold it's cold here flip on those cozy coop heaters if you're gonna get below zero bruise and you got some high uh combs yeah uh you want to protect and just stay warm hey the cracking the eggs recipe is good one to have by a fireplace yeah and stay cozy so until next time hug your chicken every day don't forget thanks for listening we'll bye see bye. You later bye-bye if you'd like to see more from us follow us on instagram at coffee with the chicken ladies to send us comments feedback suggestion or questions email us directly chrissy and holly at coffee with the chicken thanks for listening Ha, 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 ha.